Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. This is Dr. Waqar. Welcome to my podcast on cases of AKP series. We have started GIT and this is the third case of GIT. The previously we discussed with case with E. coli infection. It was hemolytic uremic syndrome and because of that he developed a pancreatitis. So today we have a child with abdominal pain. He is a 3 year old boy. He presented to your clinic with 1 year history of abdominal pain with periods of constipation alternating periods of loose stools. There is constipation and also loose stools. He is reported to pass a hard stool once weekly with difficulty but also has a periods of loose stools for a few days every month with some swelling. So once weekly difficulty and also there is every month few days there is loose stool with some swelling. He is said to be generally irritable and lethargic. He is fussy eater, has a poor appetite and does not like vegetables or fruit. He has had several prolonged episodes of mouth ulcers. He is fractious on examination but has mild abdominal distension with no palpable masses. His weight and height are on 10th centile. His parent health record shows that followed the 25th centile for the first two years and there were no measurements for the last year. So this is very commonest scenarios in the exam we find in every exam they are giving even in the FOP and TOS and AKP and this is very common these symptoms are very common. So he gave us some uh, blood results of uh, CBC hemoglobin is 109 gram per deciliter normal range I am telling you meanwhile the normal range in this age it is 110 to 140 gram per liter of hemoglobin WBC white cell count is 7.2 the normal range which is in the normal range 5 to 15 or 5 to 16 is the normal now we have MCV MCH and MCHC MCV which is 68 femtoliter the normal range of MCV in this age is 77 to 91 around and MCH is 25 picogram and the normal range of MCH is 27 to 33 so MCV is low MCH is low MCHC is 30 the normal is 32 to 35 so these three parameters are low MCV low MCH low MCHC low microcytic hypochromic anemia hemoglobin is low as well platelets are 540 so what is the most likely diagnosis? So you have above history with above investigations. The diagnosis, it could be Bechet's disease, celiac disease, Crohn's disease, diet-related constipation with overflow, Hirschsprung's disease. So what is your diagnosis according to the history and investigations? So you diagnose this case now following investigation would, would be the most helpful, most helpful at this point. Select three answers. Number first, anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies, dietic assessment, fecal calprotectin, HLA type haplotype, iliocolonoscopy with biopsy, immunoglobulin A, IgA level, immunoglobulin G, IgG, and immunoglobulin M, IgM levels. Either you will do rectal biopsy, slit lamp examination of eyes, stool culture, and fecal occult blood upper GI endoscopy and digital biopsy so these are the options you have to choose the three options from this and what is your diagnosis so this case is of celiac disease 
and you will do the anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies and you will do the dietic assessment and immunoglobulin A IgA level these three tests you will do if you are having suspicious of celiac disease and uh, these investigations are very important to understand in the patient with celiac disease when we have to do these investigations and when we have to do the biopsy examiner wants us to know about the celiac disease investigation how to diagnose a patient with celiac disease from the history examination and some blood results so let us start the choice of investigation depends on the likely differential diagnosis the patient has unexplained abdominal symptoms hematological findings suggestive of iron deficiency his weight and height velocity appears to have reduced the most likely diagnosis in this case is celiac disease a poor diet that is low in fiber and iron can cause poor weight gain with constipation and overflow but when seen together with growth impairment and prolonged episodes of aphthous ulcers organic pathology is likely if there is poor diet as mentioned in the history fussy eater so poor diet can have a uh, constipation and overflow alternatively sometimes loose stool sometimes constipation but with these symptoms uh, plus we have growth impairment and prolonged episode of aphthous ulcer aphthous ulcers or ulcers then we can suspect it could be the organic pathology lethargy and irritability can happen in malnutrition with any cause but is particularly prominent in a celiac disease the aphthous ulcer, ulcer if short lived and infrequent usually do not imply any underlying disease but frequent and persistent aphthous ulcers in 16% of children with celiac disease 9% of those with crohn's disease and rarely in ulcerative colitis so no need to say in any patient who comes with the aphthous ulcer once or twice you will say this is good the celiac disease or this could be the uh, crohn's disease no it, sh it should be the recurrent or frequent history of aphthous ulcers then we can suspect the patient is having something which is not uh, normal so with crohn's disease and uh, maybe ulcerative colitis also bechet's disease is uncommon in childhood the oral ulcers are almost always associated with genital ulcers rashes eye symptoms or arthritis and abdominal symptoms are rare in the patient with bechet's disease although hirschsprung's disease usually presents in infancy it can occasionally present later with constipation but very rarely causes swelling and lack of symptoms in the first 2 years makes it uh, very unlikely Hirschsprung's in infancy as you know once the likely differential diagnosis has been considered the most important diagnosis to confirm or exclude with this presentation is celiac disease the recommended initial test for this is the presence of IgA antibody to tissue transglutaminase it is essential to exclude IgA deficiency when performing this test as there is an association between IgA deficiency and celiac disease and this combination would yield a false negative results so IgA antibody tissue root tissue transglutaminase we will do the patient if presentation of celiac disease we suspect celiac disease we will do IgA antibody tissue transglutaminase <coughs> sorry but before that we have to rule out the iga deficiency if there is iga deficiency we may have a false negative results so from where it comes this iga uh, tissue transglutaminase it comes from the gluten peptide patient is on gluten diet gluten peptide deamination which uh, by tissue transglutaminase 
which creates immuno stimulatory epitopes there those immuno uh, stimulatory epitopes that bind to the hla dq2 and dq8 on antigen presenting cells so when they bind there they activate the cd4 and t cells cd4 and t cells when cd4 and t cells are activating uh, they secrete t helper 1 cells helper t1 cells cytokines those are examples of helper t1 cells are interferon gamma and those interferon gamma resulting in enterocytes apoptosis self death of enterocytes and villus atrophy villus atrophy of the duodenum uh, mucosa layer of the intestine so this is the mechanism of tissue transglutaminase antibody iga tissue transglutaminase antibodies if patient is on gluten diet uh, they will develop gluten peptide this is the gluten peptide deamination by ttg tissue transglutaminase which uh, creates immuno stimulatory epitopes those epitopes bind to the hla dq2 dq8 and apc cells and these cells activate cd4 and t cells which secrete uh, T helper one cytokines such as interferon gamma, which results in enterocytes apoptosis, causes villus atrophy. That's why we we'll do the endoscopy. We'll find crypt hypertrophy, villus atrophy, and intraepithelial lymphocytes. These are the endoscopic biopsy findings of the patient with celiac disease. So he's saying the essential to exclude IgA deficiency is it can cause false negative results. A dietic assessment would be appropriate to document adequate intake of gluten essential before serological testing and to record baseline dietary adequacy. So dietic assessment why it's important if patient is not taking gluten diet definitely IgA to sugar as glutaminase antibodies can have a faster results. So dietic assessment is important that patient is already taking on the gluten diet. If patient is gluten free diet, so definitely we will find the false negative results. Fecal calprotectin is a useful marker of inflammatory bowel disease, but children under five, four years is unreliable. This is need to be memorized that fecal calprotectin rule out the inflammatory disease. If it is present, this is an inflammatory marker in the patient of inflammatory bowel disease, and it is usually uh, above the age of four years. After the age of four years, not before the age of four years. The definitive investigation in the diagnosis of celiac disease is duodenal biopsy. But current guidelines, this is the question of examiners. They said definitive is duodenal biopsy, but there is exception. Current guidelines do not require a biopsy. Why? Because confirmation only with uh, four criteria: suggest suggestive of symptoms. Number second, anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies, which is more than ten times the upper limit of normal. Number three, positive anti-endomysial antibodies, and number four, HLA typing, HLA DQ2 and DQ8, which is positive. And these four are there. It means we can say this is the uh, patient of celiac disease. Nevertheless, many centers would still perform a confirmatory duodenal biopsy of anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies were present, particularly in the infant or younger children. But you have the symptoms, but anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies are less than 10 times of upper limit, so we will go for the biopsy. But if we find these all are positive tests, then we can label it as a uh, uh, patient with celiac disease. Celiac disease can have a 
protein presentation it's not protein it's p r o t e a n protein presentation means varying of ability means uh, uh, presentation is not particular of one symptoms it could be the very so he says 263 of 263 pediatric patients in new zealand diarrhea was present in only 38% abdominal pain 43% and constipation 6% one third had iron deficiency anemia and poor weight gain and children under 5 years presentation weight and height z scores were equivalent or at minus 0.4 and less than 10% of children were below the third centile for weight at presentation so there is no particular specific pathognomonic for celiac disease there patient can present with any symptoms the incidence of diagnosed celiac disease has increased over recent years why it increased recent years it could be due to uh, genuine increase in incidence of an improvement of diagnostic methods and awareness of this disease or it could be uh, it's also important to keep a high index of suspicions for this condition about one third of newly diagnosed cases are asymptomatic and detected by the screening high risk populations so there are some high risk population who do nowadays they are doing a screening test of patient who is having uh, uh disease celiac disease so they can detect by the screening test screening with hla testing and iga nt tissue transglutaminase is recommended in type 1 diabetes down syndrome williams syndrome turner syndrome autoimmune thyroiditis autoimmune liver disease and unexplained raised transaminases so this screen testing this high risk population as well as the patient with type 1 diabetes down syndrome williams syndrome turner syndrome autoimmune thyroiditis autoimmune liver disease and unexplained raised transaminases appropriate screening is also recommended in a children with selective iga deficiency and first degree relative of celiac patients iga deficiency first degree relative of patient with celiac disease so in celiac disease we can find the uh, iron deficiency anemia microcytic hypochromic uh, hypochromic anemia it could be the fussy eater it could be present with loose stools and alternative with constipation and uh, there must be weight loss and uh, the patient could have a aphthous ulcers which would be the recurrent aphthous ulcers and prolonged episodes of mouth ulcers and irritability and uh this uh, lethargic patient could be the irritable patient and lethargic so we'll go for the celiac disease and in the celiac disease we'll, we'll do the dietic assessment and the tissue transglutaminase antibodies and immunoglobulin a level so this was the case about the celiac disease thank you very much assalamu alaikum